That's us. When that guy says it's time to talk, we roll. This year, this hour is yours. Your reactions to the 2020 tie yesterday, the Hugh Downs, the Barbara Walters, 2020. It's okay when you pay 2020 at the racetrack, but 2020 on a football score is not the winner unless you took the Giants plus the two and a half yesterday. How about the total in the game? If you took the over 40 and a half, oh, did you feel like somebody gave you a Jose Canseco-like steroid shot right in the rear end? Oh, my. In the Tukas. How about taking it in the Tukas at 40 and a half if you went over in that game yesterday? That's a good call. I, I didn't think about wow. that. Wow. Yeah. 40 and a half. You go over. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm home free. Uh, actually, yeah, there was something I saw on my phone about that. Uh, I'm trying to find it here real quick. Um why it was titled "See Why Certain Betters Are" uh, as was from Fox. Uh, gosh, yeah, here it is. Uh, the double whammy, right? You're okay. The over forty and a half betters lost by the slimmest of margins, uh, and obviously anybody that. So, like, help me out here. If you if you bet either side, right? Um, commanders or Giants? Is it? Is it a lost bet or is it a push? If you because just it bet was a tie. Money line? No. Uh, well, yeah, if you bet money line, I guess you would lose, right? Because right. no team you won. A, you picked a But I mean, side. also, if you picked. You'd have to be like you picked, Bickle. You'd have to be like Bickle and find some kind of prop where you're predicting right. a tie. But I mean, if you, if you had the commanders minus the points or the Giants plus the points, you lose. If you had Washington minus, you lose. If you had the Giants, you win. Oh, good point. Okay, so that's yeah. so Giants plus the points was the only way you right, could win. Right, because then technically at the that spread. point it's forty two and a half. And then to you 40. would lose, the, and, and and anybody that had the over on over forty on and the a total half loses. Loses. Okay, All so, right, so there it is. Okay. That's a stunner for those of you that went in that. So route. if you had the Commanders minus the points and the over, over the total, you you, were, you, you lost. Just, you a, just took a serious. A double dip. You took a raccoon rabies shot right in the backside. Mm. Let's go to line three. Start things off this hour. It's all yours. Your reactions. Jaden's in Ellicott City. What's up, Jaden? Hello. How's it going, guys? Yeah, hey, Jaden. Caught about the game. First of all, I mean, I love, I mean, yeah, how's it going? I mean, the game yesterday, I don't know how anyone would say, anyone could say we should have won. They, had, they were up 20 to 13 at midfield with four minutes left. They had a pass to the R33. We had a, they had a taunting penalty, which flipped the game. So we should not have won. We won the turnover battle, which we've kind of been getting lucky with all year. I know you guys fight old Warren Sharp. Is that thing is kind of one of those analytics things that we just get – like that just turns every year, and this year is going our way. But um, the thing with Taylor, we're winning with Taylor, not because of Taylor. I think if you flip the two quarterbacks yesterday, you said we have Daniel Jones and they have Heineke, we probably win the game by two touchdowns. I would say, like mm. he's clear, he's clearly the reason why they have eight wins. Taylor's part, maybe even part of the reason why. Wait, wait, wait! You think Daniel what, Jones is the reason why? The, look at all. Wait, I just want to clear something up. You think Daniel Jones is the reason why the the Giants are seven four and one? Did we lose? Jay? I mean, they have three oh. receivers down. They traded Kadarius Tony. Yeah, no, I know. Their whole old line. Are you guys there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah. You dropped yeah, out for a second. He's asked to. He's asked to lead the team in rushing. 
Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, like I mean, they, their whole old lines out. I think Andrew Thomas might be the only guy left. No, I, 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 I get that. There, listen, I think Daniel. I, they I, traded Tony. Yeah, no, I, I think fun. Daniel Jones is better than the book on him, especially against Washington. But I don't know if I would say he's the only reason. I mean, they're def- their front line on on defense pretty good. No, he's not. But you, you could say he's one of the main reasons. Oh, oh okay. I, All right. I don't think I think if you put Daniel Jones and Heineke on the open market, no one's signing Heineke. Like, how, like, because people are asking, saying, like, "Oh, we're going to get a contract." No, he's not. Who else is going to pay him? Well, no going to pay Heineke on the open market. I mean, listen, I teams are so desperate now. Teams, what do you think they say about us? Like, yeah, yeah I, I agree. But I think also, like, think about the way we look at the Niners. The Niners are like the souped-up version of us. I'm sure they take – I think in their in their building, they think Brock Purdy's better than Heineke. Their defense is way better. It's not way better. It's better than ours. They, their weapons are better than ours. And their offensive coordinator, Shanahan, uh, is better than Scott Turner. So in their mind, they're going to beat us. Every team thinks they're going to I'll give you a wait a minute. Hold on. Why wouldn't they? I mean, you think the team that we lost to. Right. Jane, right? appreciate the call. Yep. Appreciate the call. But you 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 kind of, you know, you kind of hit the detour there, Route 32 towards Sykesville uh, when you said the 49ers had better weapons than Washington. They have Debo Samuel. I'll give you that. But the rest of those weapons are uh, – and Kittle is – Well, and Kittle, Kittle and McCaffrey. Kittle being closer to being healthy now – that, but their overall weapon, Washington can attack you with great weapons. The, Washington can attack you with great weapons. So le, the weaponry is not the problem. And Jay Gruden even alluded to it. He'd love to see Daniel Jones with better weapons. And, and your call about Daniel Jones with Washington's weapons is an intriguing one. There's no doubt about that. I'll be interested to see where Dable goes here in the offseason. Do they just blow it up all together, start with a new quarterback, new weapons, because they got to go out and get some folks around Barkley? Or do they? Did they see enough from Jones this year that they think they can move forward with him? Let's go to four, line four. Chris in Hyattsville. What's up, Reds? What's up, guys? What's going on, Chris? How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Listen, uh, I know Taylor could have played better. He he missed a couple open throws. Definitely that pass to uh, Logan. Although, you know, Logan also is in the Chateau Bell Wow, uh, in my opinion, Chris. He had the I, I two penalties that derailed the one drive, but I'll give him a little bit of a break in that the one penalty for the hit uh, above the waist or whatever they ultimately called did not seem like a good penalty from what I could tell. Well, the tight ends had like three penalties. Yeah, they did. Themselves. Right. They, they no, the, the, the tight end group okay. definitely also, hurt them yesterday, no doubt. Uh, there was another. Uh, there was another red zone pass where he tried to get it to Dotson, but if he had gotten rid of it earlier, Dotson was wide open in the back of the end zone. Uh, so, look, I have a, a Taylor supporter. This is my thing. Whenever Scott Turner and Ron are at their back against the wall and they have to let Taylor throw because it's the end of the game, you know, like a la the Colts game or whatever, or this game. He moves the ball up and down the field and makes incredible plays. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they are so reluctant to let him throw the ball, particularly like, for example, uh, the guy earlier who always gives you a hard time, my, my brother. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Pauly? Uh, Pauly, yeah. yes. He says, uh, okay, they had the best opportunity to win the game in overtime mm-hmm. was actually the commander's opportunity on their possession. Right. They get the ball across midfield. They're yes. moving the ball easily. And then all of a sudden, the offense 
They keep doing these, like, you know, rocket screens. Uh, first of all, those plays are terrible for the most part. They get no yardage. They're not they, a great screen team. waiting to happen. Yeah. Right. So I don't know why they could they try to do that. They are a run-first team. All they needed was about 10 or 12 yards to give right, them a Right, but what are you shot. supposed to do on 3rd and, and 10 after you do try and run okay. it twice and you okay. get 3 yards okay, and then Rooster, you lose okay. 3 yards? Okay, okay, right. It's 3rd and 10, it's 3rd and 10, fine. There's the one place on the football field where you are the safest throwing the ball deep is when you're about between the 35 to 50-yard line on their side of the field. If you throw an interception deep, no big deal. If it's an incomplete, no, no big deal. Whatever. I don't know why they won't let this guy throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. I mean, it, that was the opportunity to let one rip. It was that play. Turner and Rivera are so con- ultra-conservative. I really feel like it's their play calling that's holding the team back. Yes, is Heineke uh, limited? Of course he is. But he's not that bad. They should have given him a chance. And he proved it just – Minutes before on the game time drive, I, I, I'm really at my wits end with Turner. Chris, appreciate the call. I, I look I, I, the. What am I missing here? He, Scott he, can be frustrating at times, Pete. But they know his, they see the guy practice every day. Yeah. They see his limitations physically. Is he that bad? Am, are we just sleeping under a rock here? The longer you, the, the the further you ask him to throw it, the less accurate it is. Well, just not only that, but the more you ask him to yes. throw it. Yes, I understand. I mean, that. it's not just further; it's the more. I, I mean, like, I get that they're not a good screen team, and ideally, you'd like to see him uncork one on third and ten. You you can't make him something he's not at this point in his career. What if on third and ten he drops back, right? Whether it's you know a modified shotgun, whatever it might be, seven eight yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he gets lit up like a Christmas tree by Kayvon Thibodeau, like he did later in overtime. Well, I mean, look, I mean, yeah, and I, then you fumble and and, 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 down, and they recover and, and run even, it in. Look, I'm even on record on third down. You got to throw it forward. Can't we're not I we're not. Third and ten screen. They they were reading your screens well the last couple you'd thrown. I mean, thirty eight can't cover anybody. Go at him. Get a completion for five to eight yards. Kick the game winning field goal. Would you have been get willing, on the train and come home okay. a happy camper? Would you have been willing in that spot if I told you? Okay, I understand what you're saying, and I understand what the frustration of the fan base is. But in that spot, if say what happened again later in overtime with Kayvon Thibodeau coming downhill like a truck and blasting Heineke at the two-yard line and barely hanging on. Would you have been okay if that was the end result of that particular play, which gave you then not only no shot of getting the yardage that you wanted, but also putting the game in extra, extra, extra jeopardy instead of a quick release and quick throw Christian, and hoping... positive field position... You're trying to win the football game. We're, we're in positive field position trying to win the football game. I mean, that's where, again, this acceptance of mediocrity is just, it baffles well, but, but me. But that's the, what the quarterback is. He's mediocre. Then don't put him on your roster. Well, they had no choice. They tried to go get somebody that they were Shanahan wrong on. with his third string quarterback because his scouting department is good. Throw 37 freaking times in a game yesterday. I mean, we keep comparing Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers it's a third string quarterback, to the Commanders. But it, right, 
If this guy can't do what you ask him to do, then get somebody else. It's not, and it's not a Wentz, tried. It's not a Wentz versus Heineke thing, right? That's right, Chris. It's that they tried and they failed. They failed. If I mean, you can't trust him, I mean, on it also third, helps if you have Trent Williams as your freaking left tackle, I, I, Chris. We're trying to win the game every week. This is a week to week deal. This is not. I'm not looking at 2025. I'm not looking at three weeks from yeah, now. They're trying to win the game, but they're I'm also trying plus, not to lose the game at the same time. I'm in plus field position, and I throw okay. a sideways pass on I third understand and ten. That. Chris's point at the beginning of his call: Why don't they coach him up like they coach, like they allow him to play on that final game tying drive? Yeah, that's great. That's desperation mode. You you have uh, what? Uh, what did you have? Um, Three, uh, let me see here in my notes, uh, 3.43 left on the clock. All three timeouts. It's not even really desperation no, because, but it, again. It's Samuel, Samuel, Dotson because they had 65 people covering Terry McLaurin. So you know what they're doing. Use McLaurin as a decoy and call something down the field. Again, again, the Giants secondary is trash. Trash with some of the injuries they've had. Third and 10 at the Giants 44, and, like, should they have gone a, a middle, a crosser over the middle, say at a depth of, I don't know, the wash uh, the Giants 34. So give 10 yards five, north of the line five, of scrimmage. Six, I don't care, Chris. I mean, he's throwing a ton of Throw it forward. He's throwing interceptions on those plays. Well, then he shouldn't be on the football team then. <sighs> I know. Then he shouldn't be on the football team. I mean, Zion Gilbert could not cover 67 freaking year old Doc Walker. Doc would get a first down on Zion Gilbert. Doc looks good for 67. He, he looks 47. He would have gotten 10 yards down the field and made the catch and gotten us a first down on third and 10 against Zion Gilbert. Matt would get a first down against Zion Gilbert. You would get a first down against Zion Gilbert. I mean, do do it, you really think they trust him, Heineke, Zion Gilbert, or not? Do you really think they trust him, Taylor? Taylor was savaging Zion Gilbert in the second half of that game. I know when well, they needed to. So I mean, on that final drive, not it's the not that they don't. Half. It's not they don't trust. I mean, if they don't trust him, don't have him on your football well, team. That was the the plan was to have him as the backup. I understand that. I mean, they were wrong on the plan. But coach him. If he, if he can't do the things that a starter can do, then you need to look elsewhere for your backup quarterback. Oh, wait a minute. I've got a guy that can throw the ball forward. I've got a guy that can throw the football forward down the field. I've got Pittsburgh starting a rookie that's figuring it out now. And they've won three in a row. Okay? That wasn't pretty at times, though. But they, but they won. But he's a, they didn't tie. a first round pick. Tim Heineke was on a freaking couch in Norfolk a couple of years ago. What does that say about your scouting department then? I don't know. I mean, Sam Howell's not. Uh, I, they've got to think that Sam Howell's not ready either. Sam he's Howell. Got, he's can got throw. the arm. He's got the mobility. He's got the college experience. But they must think that he's not ready either. He can throw the puppy down the field. That's what I know. Okay, he can throw the ball down the field. I mean, I'm not telling you you're crazy for thinking that they should be able to drop back on third and ten 
in a shotgun situation and flood a couple of zones and and maybe take a shot and that's a better shot if they than are, a sideways if they are screen. doubling and even shading another person in a sense tripling Terry McLaurin. Okay. I've got right. one-on-one but coverage what with guys if I know Heineke can win one-on-one sales one and and all of a sudden they the, cut him. Well, cut him from the team. Well, then they should have cut him weeks ago because he does it all the time. Get the samurai sword out and cut him from the team if he cannot execute what the offensive coordinator wants to call in that situation. This is professional football. This is the best of the best. Okay, not everybody's the best. But every but if you got a friend, if you got a friend, you got somebody that likes you, you can get a paycheck for uh, for a while. It, it works like that in our business. It works like that in the NFL. Everything. Yes, every night at 6, we're right. going to talk about the, the Power, power hour. hour. That's right. You may hear our conversation with Jay Gruden from earlier coming up today on the Power Hour right here on the Team 980. I feel like Don, what, Don, whatever the hell, Don, uh, be it, be it, uh, Don, uh, that's all, folks. Uh, Don, yeah, the voiceover guy. Yeah, that But guy. anyway, anyway, you, you wait. We'll let you, we'll let you do that in a minute, Mr. Computer. If your players are not good enough to play professional football and win a game for you, then you need to go find other players. It's this is a real simple game at a pro level. Okay? College level, we got dudes on scholarship, we got dudes learning, everybody's trying to win, you know, but we know there's a different level of winning. Nobody nobody's as uh, you know, intense about it at Toledo and Old Dominion as they are at like Alabama and Georgia. Okay? I understand that. But if the person physically cannot execute at the professional level, then that then the here comes here comes the the samurai sword. Get get him a band-aid. Because it's 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 cut time, it's cut time. Very simple. There's a difference between not able to execute and belief in the ability. And right to now, uh, right now, I don't know if they have either. I I, I don't I don't think they have for full three confidence. and a half quarters yesterday. It looked like they had neither. I, and then I think and they then coach every game. He at, right, just like you described earlier. At the end of the first half, he right. from the ashes right. because he's got the mental toughness. That's what you love about it. He has the mental right. toughness, but he doesn't have that to to do that all game. I mean that right, like everybody that wants him to operate like he does in that spot. Well, you can't do that for a sixty-minute game, can you? You can't run tempo. You can't run spread. I just want you, you can't you to run hit, empty backfield. I just you, want you to hit open receivers. I'd like if that the, too. I'd like. Play, I'd like him to hit Logan Thomas on the first drive. So we're talking about a caller, win today. If the play caller calls a play that gets a player open, then I expect my quarterback at the professional level. I expect that to too. hit said player. I expect that too. That's why Taylor Heineke would not be my quarterback that I would want to hang my hat on. But right now, he's the best. Of the worst, the best of the. Well, think mid? about it. Think about it. The other, the guys that you could have acquired in the offseason. One is benched in Pittsburgh. The other just got cut by Carolina. I mean, I, I don't know what else. And the other one's got a broken foot. And the other one's got a broken foot. That's correct. After having a bum shoulder yeah. in the offseason. 301-230-0980. I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Should, to, should I expect my professional quarterback as a first or second stringer? Okay? Because John Ridgway playing defensive line, okay, as a second teamer, quote, the expectations of him are to produce like the first team guys when he's in the game. So should we not be able to expect our second level quarterback to hit open people? 
Because that's the frustration from yesterday. There's open people, couldn't hit them. Could not hit them in key situations. 301-230-0980. Do you disagree with me or not? Am I wrong? And I know the Heineke Hive is out there, and I want him to be successful. I want all of our players to be successful here. Okay? But at some point, you you got to be successful. At some point, we should not stand for this mediocrity of 7-5-1. and one. This team should have won the game yesterday. They were the better roster. They were the better team. Quarterback well, that's why makes, it feels like a loss. Couple of quarter, couple of better throws. You win the game. It's that simple. 301-230-0980. Your say next right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Oh, yes, our baby love, Taylor Heineke, struggle bus yesterday for two and a half quarters. Started okay early. Second, third quarters was kind of a mystery. And then late in the game when he had to be great, he was. And I know the other team is a professional football team, too. I understand that. But on it. For all this grief everybody gives Scott Turner, if the damn play's open, somebody's got to make the play. Quarterback's got to make the throw. Okay? The late Buck Gardner said, if the man is open, you must hit him. Okay? That very simple game. Very simple game. 301-230-0980. Let's roll through these calls. Every line is packed. If you're getting a busy signal, it's not because the phones are broken. It's because everybody wants to talk about Washington Commanders football here on the Team 980. We start in line five. What's up, Little? Hey, hey, what's up, um, Pete? Uh, Chris, thank y'all for getting me in there, man. I'm going to get up out of here. But look, Pete, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I look at that first play, seven, eight step drop, man, when he overthrew this guy, man. And it's kind of confusing because I sit, I sit back at home and see this stuff, and I know they're working it in practice when he takes a seven, eight step drop. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm going to blame this game on coaching strategy. Man, you get nine yards off of, um, the little jet sweep to Samuels. Keep milking it, man. I hate to use the Cowboys as a parable, but then you see how many times they milk that boy C.D. Lamb on that, on that jet sweep? Yeah. Man, you keep running these plays, Pete. Chris, Chris, I see you getting on my man, but he's not he's not equipped for a seven, eight-step drop. Do what he do best. Guess what he do best, gentlemen? He runs the no-huddle offense. So you keep running that until you get inside the 40, then that's when you pound them. And if I can see that at home, these guys making six goddamn figures, man. They can't figure it out. Man, we needed eight yards, man. Come on, man, Scott. I mean, you just got nine on seven. Go back to him. This is the kind of stuff I've been seeing going on with this play calling for years since he's been calling. He get momentum plays, he get 10, 15 yards, then he abandoned them. It's like he got to go by that little book he got in his head. Come on, Scott. We need this man now, man. Our only problem now, Pete, Chris, is the offense. I think the play calling is, is hindering us. And I hate to use the Cowboy, but did y'all see how many times he ran that thing that just sweep until they was able to stop it? That's the name of the game. Joe Gibbs, I'll put it out there. Man, you, can, you, can you stop us? If you can stop us, then we'll switch it up. We got too many options. We got too many weapons. Well, he can switch things up, man. That's right. We'd you run 70 chip on, and man. 50 and gut until they scenario. couldn't stop it anymore. Here, here, 
Here's another scenario that I couldn't understand. Man, we had a chance to flip the field. Why, why we don't put Dawson back there to run the punt back when he give, give us the ball back? That's what he did it in college. Yep, it's a, a, a little. It's, it's a good point. Coaching. It's a good point, little. Appreciate it's coaching. Right. If, Pre- I, if I'm sitting at home, we can say, "God bless y'all. Stay yeah. up, man." Yep, we got to get to seven other people here in like six minutes. But yes, I understand what you're saying. Meadowlands, though, notoriously tough place for a guy that hasn't been returning punts to go back and try yeah. and catch kicks. So, yeah. is that something that maybe they could go toward? The next couple of weeks, because you're desperate to make things happen and the sense of urgency must come up. I didn't think Erickson was the issue though no, yesterday. And I think they wanted Dot. I think they want Dotson to be the best receiver he can right. be. And remember, he was still like getting comfortable coming back from five weeks off with the hamstring, right? So you don't want something like that to happen. Let's go to line six. Jeff's in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? Oh, wait, uh, I hit Chuck. Which one? Did you, which line? I, I hit Chuck. Sorry. All right, Chuck, you're up Chuck. next. What's up? Yeah, Line me up, Chuck. Yeah, what's up, man? Good morning, man. Listen, I got a totally different observation from the game because we didn't lose the game, though we tied. We, we left plays on the field on offense and defense. But I'm going all the way back to when the score was 10-3 to and the Giants moving to tie the game, man. They got away blatantly with a pass in the field. Then on the very next play, they got away with a holding. They they held Montez Sweat. Like, how do you miss these calls? Then on top of that, they throw a flag on 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 Moreau, and then they 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 wave the flag off. This entire game to me, it just felt like a a, a, a Vegas game, like they trying to keep the game under control. But we clearly should have won the game, and I blame the entire game on 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 the referees. And everything, and then Heineke played good enough to win. I don't care what you say, because early on, the plays that we needed him to make, hitting Terry and the other open receivers, he hit them. When the game was on the line, he made the play. When we were in overtime, they should have been throwing the ball downfield, period, point blank. And that goes on the play calling. I don't care what you say, whether or not he should be on the roster. The fact that he is on the roster, he just tied the game up. Man, put the ball back in the man's hands and let us win this game. That's on Scott Turner. And I don't care what y'all say about Heineke because y'all hate on Heineke anyway every week and you're looking for an excuse to just hate on him anyway. That guy played good yesterday. And he left it on the field. Stop talking about Heineke and let's talk about why we didn't win because of the, in the, the play calling, man. The game on the line, throw the ball down the field. If it's a long kick, it's a long kick. So be it. I uh, appreciate the passion. Uh, disagree, but you know, I, I don't I don't blame the play caller for everything. Not many people had a better weekend than Jeff in Vienna. The SEC Championship game Saturday, Bengals Chiefs on Sunday. What's up, Jeff? Pete, I have a newfound respect for your 19 jobs and your travel schedule. I'll tell you, brother. <laughs> uh, I I am pretty much wiped out. I'll keep it short. Um Saturday, uh, probably loudest indoor game I've ever been to in my life. Uh, the LSU backup quarterback, strongest arm I've seen in person ever. Hopefully he might be in the transfer portal and uh, locks maybe can pull him up to College Park. And Georgia put up way too much film for OSU in the second half of that game, unfortunately. Um, yesterday, probably loudest outdoor crowd I've ever been to. And the uh, throw that Joe made at the end of the game on third and 11 to T. Higgins, there, there's probably three quarterbacks in the entire league who can make that throw, and they're all in the AFC. 
That's one hundred percent correct. Did I hear? Did I hear a previous caller say that Chase Young did not play yesterday? Correct. What, what's going on? Uh, they still say he can't one hundred percent go. He was limited in practice all week and not explosive enough. I guess is is the company line. Just want to be yeah, careful. That's... Just want to be certain. I mean, you know, I said a couple of weeks ago they might as well wait till Christmas. Well, we're getting close to freaking Christmas. You know, I assume he'll play next week, but you know, or uh, in a week and a half. But I mean, we should never expect anything. I assume. I don't expect. It seems conservative at best to me, but uh, I'm not in the weight room, the training room, or anything like that. Yeah. So. Uh, Go back and get back to your other guys who want to call in about the game. Jeff, uh, appreciate have a good it. Day, guys. And the guy he referenced, Garrett Nussmeier, the LSU uh, quarterback. He's a freshman. His dad, Doug Nussmeier, is the co- quarterback oh, yeah. coach for the Dallas Cowboys right now. Line eight, Steve's in Waldorf. What's up, Steve? Hey, guys. <clears throat> Thanks up, for Steve? taking my call. Thanks for making it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to – I don't know even where to start. One, okay, Heineke wasn't great. He was good. He was good enough to win. I hate to put stuff on the referees, but they were horrible. There's at least three calls against us that, that, like the guy said before me, that's ridiculous. I mean, you can't be standing right there, see the guy get pushed to the ground, standing right there, see him grab Terry, standing right there, see him grab Montez, and not throw the flag or pick the flag up. And like it's just it's just a happenstance. That's I only I, it's just, I get just talking about it makes me crazy. But Heineke, he's he's not great, but he's better than a lot of quarterbacks. He's not horrible. He missed a few passes, right? But this is Scott, man. Just like the guy said, Scott is doing this over and over and over again, which is is maddening. He he, he we run the play with um Samuels nine yards. He don't he he like he take that play and throw it in the closet somewhere. He he don't want to run it again for the rest of the game or at least that that quarter. He can't come back to it when they didn't stop it. He stopped it. All he had to do is come back to it. And he take him out of the game for two plays. He ran 20 yards, and he took him out like he was tired. And he took him out of the game, then brought him back on third down and threw that crazy screen that hasn't worked all season. Which he, I've been calling, looking at the game, and watching Gray throw that screen, and that's what he called. That's what he did. It didn't work. Scott is, he can play, he can make plays and get people open, but he has no feel for calling plays. He can scheme people open, which I'll give him that, but he has no feel for the procession of play calling. I think, and Steve, I think both statements that you just made can be and are at times true. 100%. It's fair. It's fair. That's a fair criticism. Nobody's sitting here. But that's the difference. That's what makes you a journeyman offensive coordinator at some point and keeps you from being an elite offensive coordinator and eventually a head coach. Because that's where Kyle and McVay and McDaniel and those guys are. That's what Scott aspires to be. And at some point, you know, look, Ron is in charge of getting Scott a guy that can execute his stuff all the time. But, yes, there is an art to play calling, and feel for it is the outside of scheming good plays, having a feel for what to call and when is the next greatest skill that you have to have. And just like Heineke is a work in progress at quarterback, Scott is as an offensive coordinator. Line one, Roy's in Brunswick. What's up, Roy? Hey guys, awesome show Thanks as for, always. Thanks for nothing on the fantasy advice, Pete. Yeah, what a 
That was a tough break. Me, Logan. Uh, uh, if, I, if I ever buy a sailboat, I'm naming it the Heineke because he sails at every friggin' touchdown pass over the guy's head. Yep. It cost me my fantasy game, but I'll be quick. I know you guys are in uh, the hurry. I'll talk quick. Oh, to answer your question, Pete, you can't put Hal in right now because, one, they don't like his footwork, and, two, the system is way too complex. They even said Carson, while playing, didn't fully have it. Understand that. Right. That. And, again, that's you why. a million delay a understand game. So that, understand that completely. And that's why I said it's not a Heineke versus the other guy's issue. It's lack of yeah. confidence in the offensive coordinator to call certain things at clutch times where you must. The situation dictates you must do something different, and they do something just so totally conservative thinking that they're going to bust a screen pass that they've not really busted all season. And, and I just I just think it's a lack yeah. of confidence in the quarterback. That's it. No, you don't. And, and Chris, you hit it on the head. And one, I'll say this. If you, if you think Scott Turner's going to problem, you don't know football. Chris, what you said is perfect. The one at the end of the season want to call the rest of the game because you can't afford the downside of what is going to happen if you keep calling those yeah. plays with them because you're going to lose the game. But Heineke does what he always does. He has one good drive, and it's whatever happens most recently is how you feel about the player. Um, you know, he almost calls the Atlanta game, missing a wide-open McLaurin. Uh, Bostic is way too slow to be on the field. Daniel Jones made it look like he didn't even belong in the league but here's the million-dollar question. If that field goal gets made, and in my mind, whether or not it is, you still make the same decision. If Wentz is healthy and can and can throw now and has two weeks to get ready, you have to play Wentz because there's so many deficiencies. Scott Turner is routing people wide open. He's on his third guard in the game. So for all the people saying he should have ran the ball more, he tried to run it. It was second and 13 after trying to run it because his third guard is in. He tried to pass it. Uh, for those saying, why go for the tie? He tried to pass it, and Thibodeau runs butt naked off the end. Uh, Heineke, the guy that knows mm-hmm. this offense forever, has no idea that the end's coming butt naked at him for whatever reason on that play. So, And you sail every ball seven, eight yards down the field. Third and ten, they're dropping seven, playing dime. And you got a weak quarterback that already got away with almost four throws that should have been picked off. You can't throw it down the field. You have to throw it laterally and hope that Samuel McClurin Dotson get something after the catch because you can't throw the ball down the field that you're going to lose the game. A tie doesn't kill you because you lose no ground against the person that you're probably the team that you're probably going to be jockeying for that last spot. So I don't mind going for the tie there. Yeah, I mean, Roy, I appreciate it. Yeah, you had to play for the tie after the sack at the two. So, I mean, that 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 immediately at that point, you're looking at a tie, which, of course, is always better than a loss. Line three, Keith and Clinton over there off of Piscataway Road. What's up, Keith? Hey, what's up, Pete? Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? You hey, know Keith. you and I are, are, are twins. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I know you guys oh, like my you. idea that I had for the Hall of Fame, but it got cut off last week. When we were talking about the in in home Hall of Fame and the designing a locker room with booths and everything, but this coaching right here, this game yesterday, this is it's not just Heineke, it's it's coaching too. It's it's a combination of both. I'm sorry, and we're not hating on Heineke. Stop that. You know the guy needs to stop that. Nobody's hating on Heineke. He he. You know, but I should not go into the last two drives of the game and be telling my wife. God, here's where he's going to throw it over. I'm just not comfortable. He's going to get. He's going to turn the game over, and then go into overtime, and you're scared he's going to turn it over. We we didn't play. Did you guys think that we played to win in overtime? We played very conservative. Uh, I would I would say you play. I would say you played conservative. Yeah, there's no doubt. I thought so because I'm like, you, you don't play like that, you know. And, and these we're throwing passes short. 
right. hoping that we break it to get first down. But, 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 but again, playing us. conservative is not clueless. It's playing conservative. It's trying to get a break, if you will, by somebody missing a tackle or something that would spring you into an unexpected situation while minimizing risk. And that's just the thing. I, I think we see this. Like I think we see this at the end of the first half so many times. They so don't want to go into halftime feeling like poop because they they unleash Heineke on the final possession of the first half. And when they did last week against Atlanta, what happened? He threw a horrible interception. They, exactly. So they try exactly. and ma- they try and manage the bad and and squeeze out the good. That's what they try and do. But you, you can't you can't get to the playoffs like that. I rather, you know. Bottom line is we don't the coaching part. We don't throw slants. The guy Moreau could not cover Heineke. Now I started noticing they put Love over the top trying to double team. So I understood we couldn't go to Heineke, but they could not cover Dot, Dotson. You get him the ball coming across, but we got to throw their wide, slants are wide open. Everybody does it against us. We never do it. You don't. They didn't use Samuels well when they when they should have. When they started going to him, he started making things happen. Then we got away from him. You know, in coaching, let me say this before I go. In coaching, I had I had Joe Hayden um, here at Friendly, uh, and his family came around. His wife, the mom, came with the four four of the sons to my house, introduced himself. As he could, I work with him. They heard a lot about me getting kids ready and everything else. So I ended up hooking up with Coach Early. We, I coached over there with him, and we and my job was to get. Um, Joe, I developed Joe as a better player and as a quarterback. These, these are pros. you got to develop this guy. This is, he looks the same way. So I'm putting it on the coaching again. He looks the same way he did last year. Tell me what has changed. We're all scared that here comes the turnover. I shouldn't feel that way. His second or third. I don't want to hear what he only had. He's a rookie. I'm tired of that. I, I feel you, Coach Keith. I, I, I appreciate the passion. I mean, it's a good call. It's a good point. I, we'll, we'll discuss that tomorrow. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, we have plenty of time to discuss it. Derek at Upper Marble gets the last word today. What's up, Derek? Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. What's uh, up, I just wanted to say, uh, as a huge Commander fan, I, as a huge Commander fan, I appreciate what Heineke has done. You know, what what he's done over the past four or five weeks, you know, he has he had the hot hand and you know, we was good with him and uh but you know, now it's time to go back to Carson Wentz. I mean, obviously we paying the guy so much money, you know, he should be the starter. Uh if you look back uh, pre- in previous years when he was in Philly, he got those guys all the way to the championship before he got hurt. Now let's flip the narrative now and put him in and now that he's healthy, you know, he's 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 been able to sit back and watch, you know, the uh the things, you know what I'm saying, and, and the things that he can do. And, uh, you know, and watching Heineke, the things that, you know, he's lacking on, you know what I'm saying? Let's put the veteran back in there and let's see him Let's see him make the throws. You know, uh, we started the season with Carson Wentz. Says, okay, we got Carson Wentz. Let's, let's be a pass first team. And then he gets hurt. So we see that, no, we're a run first team. So let's run, let's, let's do the, let's play the, let's play football as in uh, Wentz is going to be, let's, let's run the ball, let Wentz run, let's run the ball with Wentz and then throw when we got an opportunity to throw. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't understand why, you know, we got – I mean, we, we I, look, I appreciate Heineke. Thank you, man. Thank you. But if we don't move back to Wentz after this bye week, we crazy. We crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for, thanks for taking my call, guys. Thank appreciate you, pal. And, look, uh, you weren't the only person that was thinking that. We saw it yesterday. And as the next two weeks goes along, I think there will be other people that will feel the exact same way. The question is, do you disrupt chemistry of the team by doing that right now? That is the ultimate – question 
surrounding this football team. And remember, Heineke got sacked five times yesterday after not being sacked the previous two weeks. So we know sacks are an issue. Holding the ball is an issue with Wentz. So does that put you behind the chains even more than you were with Heineke yesterday? And does it make you call something different on third and and 10? Yes. Does it make you call something different on third and 18 as opposed to third and 10? It'd be third and 18. Absolutely. So 301-230-0980. Dumb Dumb of the Day is next. Japan, Croatia, stoppage time. They are all level drama in Qatar. Russell's got the details. Yep, 1-1, 92nd minute, uh, four minutes of uh, additional time here added, as Pete just mentioned. Meanwhile, Commander's News, Cole Holcomb, according to his agent, had season-ending football uh, foot surgery, season-ending foot surgery. Of course, he's missed uh, the last month and a half, was weirdly not put on IR to begin uh, missed a couple of games and now then put on IR, seeing a foot specialist, and now season-ending foot surgery. He is expected to be a free agent at the end of the year. Meanwhile, the Panthers are expected to release Baker Mayfield. Jimmy Garoppolo out for the year. Monday Night Football tonight. You're on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Saints Bucks 730, University of Cincinnati hiring Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield. DJ Ugalele is entering the transfer portal. So is Keaton Slovis at Pitt Capitals Oilers 830 tonight 1067 the fam and that's what's trending two 15 minute overtimes coming up between Japan and Croatia. The winner stays in Qatar. The loser gets a chance to go home. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us. Burgundy and Gold today with Doc and Scott is up next. Right now, Chris Russell tells us who is the dumb dumb of the day. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. Alrighty, yes indeed. Dateline, Texas. Imagine being a 22-year-old female. You work as a gas station clerk. You go to work one day, and before you leave work that day, you're arrested. You're taken into custody. Oh. Yeah. Because... We're sorry. Chris is not here today because he's in handcuffs. Because... Because... You got into it with a male customer. Not into it. You know, you got into an altercation. You asked the male customer to leave the store, Pedro. Yeah. You had an argument. Was this at the Walmart in Glen Burnie? Because I saw this actually happening the other night after I landed. I stopped there. And I saw a guy tell the manager, asking him, I want to know if there's another manager here. The manager said... Sir, there isn't another manager here. I'm the manager. And then the manager, the guy kept pestering him, and the manager finally said, Sir, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up asking you. I thought I was getting ready to get in the middle of a fight. Oh. So I quickly took my cart and I went to another aisle. Yeah. Pedro getting out of there. Nope, this was not at the Walmart in Glen Burnie. Okay. This was at a gas station in Texas, whatever that means. But here's what happened. After an initial altercation. Why the 22-year-old attendant, Brianna 
Miranda got arrested? Well, she got really mad that the customer broke a jar of salsa. Uh-oh. What? Before storming outside. So what did she do? She shot him! Ouch. <laughs> That's right. Walk into a gas station, get into an argument with an attendant, break a jar of Chi-Chi salsa. Hopefully it was mild. And then get shot in the back. Don't be a don't. She followed the man outside the store after breaking the salsa and retrieved the handgun from the car before firing it at him twice. But here's the good news. It's unclear if the man was actually hit and injured in the fight. Instead, she was just booked on charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon with a bail set at $20,000. So you, sweetheart, are very special today. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Don't drop that salsa in her aisle. Mm. She'll wipe that smile right off your face. 301-230-0980. Burgundy and gold today with two geniuses, Doc Walker, Scott Jackson. They'll take your calls. You'll hear their analysis coming up next right here on the Team 980. It's streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.